Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. And you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are joined by the extremely handsome Cody Moffitt. Thank you. Thank you. That's very true. Also, I'm six foot four. <laughs> in was, real life, don't was, question it. Was there a question in your mind about the four part? <laughs> he was I was measuring. just thinking, like, yeah, I had to measure. Like, yeah, he I was like, oh, I'm yeah. so up and looked down and was like, how far does that look like to you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tall that I forget sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, because the higher, the higher in the air your brain is, the less oxygen it gets. Uh, so, I think that's true, mm, definitively. Yeah, so tall people don't remember as many things. No, yeah, they're worse people. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I don't know about worse. <laughs> I never said those words. I hate it because I'm very tall, but <laughs> and I deal with this affliction every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog Origins and its uh, incredibly complicated DLC offering. Chris, it's not complicated. They only needed a graph with six different le- like lines on the left and like five different ones on the right. Yeah, five columns, six lines to explain. And none of them have DLC. all of none of them have all of the check marks. No, there's no way to possibly get everything. <laughs> I think it's like swim lanes. Oh, like a <laughs> Kanban board. It's like yeah. a Kanban board. Just in time manufacturing. <laughs> Listen, you you pull, don't push. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll talk about that. We also have some news, but first, Cody, what have you been up to this week? You know, I haven't been doing anything. <laughs> what? I thought you were was, you were being was, silly. No, I wasn't. I just don't like. I was thinking back. Like, there's a lot of things I've tried to do, and I'm just mm. like, that's not very good. So, like, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did the uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, and I tried five minutes of Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, how was it? It's like a weird Minecraft RPG. How was the How was the streaming? Like, did it work? That was actually really good. Oh, like, okay. I've got like relatively fast, like gigabit cable modem. Yeah. In a that went pretty well. Like streaming on the Xbox Series S. Oh, so you were streaming to the S- Xbox Series S. Yeah, I didn't want to like download the game because I just wanted to see what I see. it is like in general. Because there's Dragon Quest the RPG games, I kind of know what that is, but then there was Dragon Quest Builders, and I'm like, mm. what is? It's like an RPG Minecraft. Weird. I feel like I played the thing. demo of this on Switch back in the day, and it was pretty fun. Like there's, yeah. it's like Minecraft, but with like a story or like a quest where you're like, somebody's like talking to you being like, Hey, build your house, you know? And so you go and collect materials and they, and you have to build a house and stuff. Yeah. It seemed cool. The graphics were cool. Like the characters designs were like by Akira Toriyama who did like the Dragon Ball stuff and Chrono Trigger. Nice. Nice. But, uh, I didn't like everybody bossing me around in this game. Dude, and that's the thing, like, for the first, like, I mean, the demo was substantial. I felt like I, I played the demo for about, like, an hour and a half or something, and, like, throughout the whole demo, somebody was just, like, going, like, now do this. I'm waiting. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. I guess that's what video games are, kind of, but it was, like, blatantly obvious in this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they don't hide the tutorial at all, so... Like, whereas, like, Minecraft, it, like, didn't, like, whenever I got into Minecraft, at least, didn't tell me anything. Like, you just basically, like, load in, and you're like, guess I'll hit this tree. I'll go punch a tree. And then you get some wood. And you're like, oh, sweet, some wood. (laughs) (laughs) You combine four of them, make a crafting table. I don't know. It's just very, very strange to not have a tutorial for Minecraft. It's just not, like, uh, it's not for a 34-year-old, six-foot-six men like me. Mm. Um, Yeah. I think. Wait, did you just grow two inches? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> also, I just started today. I'm trying to read The Hobbit in Spanish. Yeah. Oh. Is and, it like uh, one of those side-by-sides where there's like an English version and Spanish version next to each other, or is it just straight-up Spanish? I didn't know they made that. No, oh, I'm, yeah. reading it on, I'm reading it on Kindle because I'm like, what's a Spanish book that I kind of know what's going on so I can pick mm. up things from context? Okay. So I'm like, oh, they have The Hobbit. Bilbo's like name... Yeah. I'm only like two pages in. It, nice. it is working though because like on Kindle you can do like the instant translate. Yeah, nice. So like if I if I don't know a word, I can translate it and then pick up from context clues like other words. Man, I should get it but, in uh, German. See if I can remember my German. 
Oh, that'd be cool. You did take and, uh, quite a few semesters of that, Chris. Four. Yeah. The weird thing is, uh, Bilbo Baggins' name isn't Bilbo Baggins. What is in it in this book? It's Bilbo Bolsone. What? Why? So when they I, the, when when they put Bolsone, I'm like, what is this word? And like, I asked one of my my friends who speaks Spanish, and he said, oh, it makes sense because bolsa is bag in Spanish. So it's kind of like I was about to ask if it's <laughs> baggins. name. I didn't think I think I thought names pretty much stayed the same. Yeah, I thought so yeah. too. I'm well. I was I'm wondering if maybe kind of mad about it. Does baggins like mean something? Like because that's like in localization of like video games. I know they'll change names whenever like it means something different in that language, and it's like well, Bilbo Baggins had nothing to do with bags though. No, I know. No, but, like I feel I'm like just, I feel like that could be a bad translation, just a weird translation error. Maybe they thought it was like. Because he's got bags of money. <laughs> Does he? I don't yeah, remember that at all. He's pretty rich, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he starts off like well-to-do. Yeah. Mm. Like he's a one percenter in the Shire. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then I mean, he goes off and he gets all these riches and he becomes even more the wealthy. Bezos of the Shire. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then also like because he leaves and then he, everyone takes his stuff. Like everyone takes his, his silver spoons and stuff and, yeah. uh, and sells them. Like they, they all like you know you know take all of his stuff and he, so he has to come back and he like never gets all of them back like that was the I want point you at the to the book you know uh, keep reading and then report back if they changed any other names and then Ooh. we'll know yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you know like if they changed all the other names then I think that's just an issue with that they're having with names but yeah somebody's taking some creative liberties is what you're saying what if they yeah. just change the story I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, that's that's uh, fascinating because how would you ever know if you know like you all you do is read it in this other language and then you never read the original and then you realize oh wait this whole story has been changed i mean yeah, this you could know, be bilingual people you know people would would, would call it out but yeah if i'm not i'm not calling like, out that i'm saying no you are you're some kid like that you know you don't have any contact with like english anywhere and then you, you you like you read the story about superman okay in the superman comic but in the superman comic lex luther is you know always talking about how he wants to make you know the environment good and clean up all the crime and all that kind of stuff and you're like why why would i think superman is evil now because lex luther is the but it's, they just they, they changed the whole story in the translation I mean, so in, they kind of did that. Yeah, with, I was about to say in modern iterations of uh, of Superman, Lex Luthor is kind of like he he pretends to be a good guy and ends up you know he's he's doing shady things on the side. Like he's oh, I'm talking about Japanese Spider Man. Oh, oh, what is Japanese Spider Man? I think he's got a gun. Oh wow, <laughs> like, dang! He shoots people <laughs> with bullets. Yeah, I don't know when it was made. It was probably back way back in the oh day. Gosh. But like they had like different localizations for comic books and like. They just write different with the same characters, and so you, so you lose some some of the uh, the tenants that make that character who the character is. Yeah, and I also think about yeah. like like even like video games or whatever. Like you're right, Chris. Like whenever things would get like super like mistranslated, like localized for for the U.S. coming from like you know um, a developer in Japan, like. We would never know. Like, no, we'd never know. I would. And then, never like, know. now I hear about, like, oh yeah, and they changed X, X Y Z with this game, and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I never knew that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, fascinating. Yeah, like yeah. somebody knew that they like mistranslated it, but like, it's just not. Well, how would I ever know? You know? Yeah, exactly. I would never yeah. know. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know. Well, well, uh, Cody, that's what you've been up to this week. What have you been up to this week, Chris? Oh, um, I should have been prepared for this. Uh, not a ton. Oh. No, I haven't really been up to a lot either. Um, well, that's pretty funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. It is pretty funny. You know, when someone springs something on you last second and <laughs> you're not prepared for, uh, for the consequences of your inaction to do anything. I mean, okay. So, uh, so this week I <laughs> watched the Batman. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's cool. We can talk about oh, this. <laughs> John, everybody's already seen it. Jeez. I know. I mean, we've already talked about it in two different episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> but, but the thing. But it's out yeah. on HBO Max. Yeah, it's out on HBO Max. Everybody should should watch it. It's it's uh, I, my 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 addition is that like last like whenever we talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. 
I feel like you guys did an incredible job of both spoiling it and not spoiling it. Great. <laughs> you like walked this like thin line where like I was like I, I felt like it was very like deep and informative, and then whenever things would happen in the movie, I'd be like, "That's what he's talking about." I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> That's amazing. So I felt uh, horrible so talking congrats. about it. <laughs> congrats, Thanks. you guys did did great. Good. Um, I mean, that makes me feel better about our uh, reviews in general not being super spoilery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. where someone could listen to our reviews and then still enjoy the movie. And I've always wondered that. Like, if it just outright just in, just ruins the entire experience if you happen to watch it after you hear our reviews. <laughs> and the answer is absolutely not. Like, that one in particular, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was just like, I was, I, I was still, every twist, I was like along for the ride. And it was, it felt great. So. So yeah, nice. congrats. Um, my my like shout outs to it are that uh, that the Selena and Bruce thing is the coolest relationship with Batman that we've seen um, aside from like Alfred. Like we've investigated like Alfred a lot, and uh, but like we haven't really developed other people's relationships that well with Batman and made them integral to who Batman is and who Bruce is. And that's something they did really well in the movie. Um, and then, uh, the music was also fantastic. Oh man. Yeah. Despite the fact that it was basically the same all the, the way same through theme the whole time. Yeah. It's the there same was, thing. There was two songs. Oh, Nirvana. And Ave Maria. Oh, and Ave Maria. That's well, true. But then okay. So, but in, in the original score, um, there is the, there's the, um, the kind of like blasting bomb. Bom, you know there's that one and then yeah. there's the like there's the uh the more like flowy uh you know selena catwoman type theme i think that played like whenever the, he was with her most of the time um and then the piano in the credits like there's like mm. this this uh, solo piano oh my mm -hmm. gosh it was gorgeous i sat there and i was just mm -hmm. like this is the best mm -hmm. so soundtrack top notch um he just like i said despite the fact that yeah there's like two licensed songs and uh, and then two kind of original themes that are in there. <laughs> there was one one nod that I wanted to say, like whenever they pull up the Batmobile, and uh, and we start going like rat driving around the Batmobile, it cuts to like this percussion section, and uh, that is a hundred percent an homage to like the the Adam West uh, Batman Batmobile theme. Oh. Cause like every time he would hop in the Batmobile, like back in the day, it would like cut to these conga drums and like, and it wasn't conga drums oh, okay. in this, but it cuts out like the theme at one point. And like, as he's like drifting around a corner and, uh, and you're like, well, that sounds very much like the Adam West Batman stuff, except on giant timpani drums or giant like taiko drums rather than, uh, rather than congas. So anyway, that was super cool. Um, and then the last thing I will say is that like, I the ending like I didn't see it, I, I didn't see some yeah, of that coming. I love how like, you're like the one thing I'll say and then the next thing I'll say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing. thing and then, I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. I say. Yeah, what part of the ending didn't you see I, coming? So a, there was a couple different spots of it where I was just like, and I, that's the, that that's the part of it that I was amazed by, where I was like, you guys literally <laughs> said something about it that was at the end, and I didn't see it coming <laughs> until it happened, and I was like, ah sweet <laughs> um but yeah you know that's it, it, it all came together really well um there was like moments in the middle where like i questioned some of uh some of the like the the batmaniness of it like where it was just like he's very aggressive and very like singularly focused to the uh to and like it completely ignores like collateral damage happening around him sometimes well, he's brand new to this thing sometimes directly it's classic caused classic by him. batman yeah yeah Class, yeah it, but then by the end it came it came back around it's like by the end i was like okay yeah that's why you and know i feel like the, you know in the justice league comics they're always having to be like batman stop it like rein yeah, it but, in but usually he's not like you know so the batmobile section like usually he's not like causing like clear injury to the, the like bystanders around him you mm. know um and uh the, and the so, amount of concussions alone that batman causes True. Uh, yeah, he's but, like the NFL, like all in one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just like this this level of like um, almost like uh, detached uncaringness uh, about like the people he's actually trying to help, right? That's the thing. Because it's, it's, 
It's because he's so new to this. Well, and it's it's because like by the end he like because he, he at the beginning he's like ah, I am, I am vengeance like that's the first thing he says or whatever right and uh, that's yeah. the whole thing is the transition from being vengeance to being you know more or whatever as he says at the end so yeah it's great I love it <laughs> it was a uh, it was a great like ride to go on for that so i uh even though like i said i questioned in the middle i was like oh this is kind of pulling me out of it but then like by the end i was like mm, i had a purpose it was great how did so, you feel about like the like it's modern but like kind of anachronistic in a way like did you guys get that vibe it's modern in the way like but it's not like the Zack snyder type of like this is modern batman you know um it's yeah. not like that like it's it's not dark for the sake of, of but, dark but well here but what's it when is this supposed to t- to exist i think it's like current day yeah and so like this is year two of batman no i'm ba- basing that off of is like matt reeves saying and and robert pattinson like, some interviews i've watched with them where they're like basically batman hasn't hasn't like come to terms with and figured out his whole like what he stands for yet right right and he's and he's like so fresh in this that all he's really doing is is going out there and like beating the crap out of people he thinks that's gonna to, to he's gonna clean up the city right uh right. and 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 so it's so new he's so new in his like in his career that he's just angry and he's he loses control and he's not like thinking about the collateral damage and that kind of stuff. Right, right. Uh, but I but like Cody, what are you what are you asking? Oh, just like the setting. Like it seemed like they have like modern stuff, but it felt like 40s noir well, stuff. Yeah, okay, like, I see what you're saying. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean it I mean uh, yeah, that's true. I mean it feels I mean in part of that I think well for me what that lends itself cuz I mean you look around like you know the old buildings, it's 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 a little less noticeable in cities like Nashville that are more like recently modernized, you know, like where everything's new. But then you go to like some place like Chicago or New York City, and like all these buildings were built back in the twenties or thirties, and like that's kind of what it feels like to me. Whereas like this is just an old city that's been around for a while and has some modern modernization to it. But all this like all this infrastructure is just like freaking super old. Right, and I guess like you yeah. you do get some gadgetry like with like the recording like the contact and. uh and some of the computers and like everybody has like a, a touchscreen phone, but you don't get a ton of like other than other than that, like there's not like we're not using like super high tech ways to take people out. We're using like still like just straight up the grapple hook. You know, that's about the high most high tech device that, that Batman uses. Um, and we're using, you know, baseball bats and stuff like it's so there's not like. There isn't like a you know a Mister Freeze like or like a, the technology side of uh, of some of the Batman takes. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and we kind of talked about in the review. He does. He's not really like he's not going back to his Batcave and creating all of these. He doesn't have his version of Lucius yet. Yeah, and We're, I feel like with with that like maybe you know if they if they do the a batman the batman 2 maybe that'll come but i don't know like i don't know if it uh if they just you know kind of stick around this this side of things so cody uh real early on you were trying to uh to say something about the movie what were you trying to say earlier oh i forgot <laughs> okay uh all right john so if you were going to rate this what would you rate it Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I would say it's a probably a ten. You know, it's probably. I mean, it's either a nine point five or a ten. Like, it's a real good movie. Um, and it is. Nah. I'll have to live with it for a while, but I do like the Batman take here, be- probably better than the Dark Knight Batman. But as yes! far as like from yes! a storyline <laughs> standpoint, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it'll land. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the I think- story the best. I, I I liked elements of the story, but like the least compelling part to me were were like the Riddler parts. Like even though that that that's the part that like knitted it all together and made everything work together, those were the parts where I found myself being like, huh, I don't know, I don't know about the you know. Well, like yeah, I mean I agree with that. Like so, the Riddler has always been like my least favorite Batman villain, except for in the Arkham games, mm. whenever you're having to figure out all these riddles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the Riddler's my least favorite Batman villain, except when he does riddles. Well, because because in the game, and this is why in the game you have to figure them out. 
You don't watch oh, okay. someone else figuring them out. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah, the that's point about, I don't, I don't really have fun watching, I don't, I don't watch YouTube videos of people figuring out riddles. <laughs> yeah, here, let's watch a, watch a, watch a live stream of this, uh, yeah. of an escape room or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, that might be fun, but <laughs> I feel like I would, I would, I would just laugh at the stupidity of people doing weird yeah, things. Yeah, especially depending on how it was rooms. edited, because like if it edits and reveals like exactly where the thing is that they're looking for, and they're looking for it like right next to it. I kind of want to. I kind of want to watch videos of people doing escape rooms now and getting angry at them. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, feel like I, that. I, I, <laughs> I do see the, what you're saying. Um, the Riddler is not a physical threat to Batman. Oh, never. In this, no, no, in no, this no. movie, they made him like a physical threat to Batman. Yeah, that's true. The, yeah, the, not well, directly. So that, yeah. That being said, out of like all the the like movie and TV depictions of Riddler, I think this is the best one. Sure. I mean, I think they just basically took him and made him like, uh, you know, serial killer esque. You know, yeah. in a lot of ways, he's like so. Saw. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he is like Saw, but with the whole city of Gotham. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's I, I I like I said like that's that that was required to knit everything together in the way the like super amazing way that it did. But it was also like it was just kind of the moments where I was just like. Uh, kind of biding my time to get to the next, like, you know, penguin or like next reveal as far as uh, the other characters kind of go and the other color side plots go. So, but I would still rate it, you know, 10 out of 10. It's, it's a good, it's a good nice. one. Nice. Um, well, guys, I think mm. uh, we're going to talk about the, the DLC for Sonic Origins. Um, but first, the news! All right, the news, John. All right, so uh, our first uh, first piece of news um, I think is pretty wild. I'm gonna I want to talk about this. I want to get your takes on it. Sega is developing Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio big budget reboots as part of a super game project with a Fortnite model. Uh, this is um, from Eurogamer. Written by Todd Phillips. Bloomberg states these projects are the first to come from Sega's mysterious Super Game Initiative, and that two more, one a first-person shooter, are also in the works. Development on all of the above is still early, with Crazy Taxi reportedly still two to three years away, despite being in development for over a year already. (laughs) The year was 2022, and Sega developed its Super Game Initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Game uh, companies around the world were stunned. <laughs> and shook in fear. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, uh, the only, I mean, the rest of this article is not really necessarily uh, about so that. Super Game will be a key part of Sega's mid to long term strategy, the company said at the time, with games where the key focuses are global, online, community, and IP utilization. It's is it a metaverse? I, I don't it know. sounds like a metaverse. Maybe it's... I don't. Like I ride my crazy taxi over to Jet so, Set Radio around. So, <laughs> like so I Chris. get out and then I I don't understand. Okay, I, 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 I want to talk about a few things. One, do we need super games? Whatever, whatever <laughs> that is. Well, okay. So whenever you first Regular started this, this thing, every word, like the every phrase, every like four words, I got less and less excited. Where it's like, we're rebooting Crazy Taxi and uh, and Jet Set Radio <laughs> with AAA remakes, and I'm like, woohoo! Yes, this is my dream. And then the next words were uh, in you know super games and i'm like first of all i'm like i don't know that's that sounds strange what is that and then they're like like Fortnite, and i'm like no (laughs) no none of these things feel like Fortnite. (laughs) so uh, yeah okay so cody do we need super games i think we need super games right i just heard about them and i'm into it (laughs) and now i'm pumped i'm amped beyond i'm wondering if it's so they said like Fortnite. Fortnite is pretty expansive. It's got like a ton of game modes, and it's yeah. like it's like a host for a d- bunch of different types of games. <laughs> this is my interpretation of what they say. They're saying though, it's like it's like a company being like, "We want to make a viral video." It's like 
<laughs> they're like, we want a game where people pay us tons of money and and we have such a large fan base. They play it every day, and we just make buckets and noodles of money. Yeah, and and companies have tried <laughs> this, super like game. Ubisoft, like what they what they had that uh that, that like game. Hyperscape. They had Hyperscape that they tried to to push, oh and it and it didn't work out. And then like they, like what? there have been other companies that have like literally tried to be the next Fortnite, and none of normal it's games out. you buy once and you never buy again. <laughs> Super games you pay for every single day. <laughs> what is Hyperscape? I don't know. That's what a, is Hyperscape? It was, it was a battle like a, royale that uh, a huge budget browser. battle royale that Ubisoft put out, and oh. it failed horribly. Um, okay, so my second question is: Do we do we need a Crazy Taxi reboot? The thing is, it's all Chris, I've been waiting for. Is, is I it? would be happy with one. <laughs> you would under some. Under some certain stipulations, it, it, it see I I don't know I just, that's the thing is like it's such an arcadey type of a game where it's like okay, games just aren't like that these days. No, and so like I just don't see how it would be popular. Um, I mean, unless a hundred crazy taxis drop into a city. <laughs> it's a battle royale. <laughs> it's, it doesn't it make sense. Fortnite. It should be like insane Uber or something <laughs> like insane Uber. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the literally the name of the thing is is somewhat or like, a ludicrous you know, lift. Yeah. Ludicrous lift. Yeah, that's a ludicrous lift. They could probably make some. Uh, they could probably make some licensing dollars, like advertising dollars, that way. You know. Yeah, and it's all. It features all ludicrous songs. <laughs> oh, that'd yeah. be awesome. Um, that's the other thing is like Crazy Taxi was so much about the music and like whenever they've re-released it like as a port and it hasn't had like the music from the original because it was all licensed music. It's just been like, okay, it's a bummer. So um, <laughs> uh, this yeah. is the thing. I think Jet Set Radio, like that was actually, like I actually, had, I go back and play that now and I'm like, okay, I have fun playing this. It's a blast. I've been playing Crazy it. Taxi, man, I'm done with after like 10 minutes. Yeah, like, and I guess that's the thing. It started. It was a game that started as an arcade game, you know, and so you play it for a few minutes, pump some quarters into it, and then you're done. Yeah, even as a kid, I rented it, and I'm like, five minutes in, I'm like, all right, this is stressful, and I don't like it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm done with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like you're like, it's basically a job. It's like a job simulator, <laughs> and yeah. that's not what I want in an, in a video game all the time. It's like Dragon Quest Builder. The thing I would say about Jet Set being this type of a game, like a Fortnite-like, is that it's such a unique art style that, like, could you... Like, Fortnite is, is, like, is in the position that it's in a lot because of some of the licensing. Like, people, like I'll think about dipping back in whenever it's like, hey, they have a Batman thing in there. Or they have, like, you know, you can become any of the Marvel, like, uh, Cinematic Universe characters in there. And that's all super cool. But, like, you can't, like, take that side of things and put it into, like, a Jet Set game because it ceases to be Jet Set Radio at that point because, like, of that attitude and that that kind of, like, uh, graffiti, you know, art style. So, I don't know. It is true. It doesn't blend well with other art styles. You could have, like, more licensed music and stuff, I guess. I, just, I, just, I don't know how you make money off of it in the Fortnite sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. But Super Games, guys. Super Games. Super Games. I'm very excited about the Jet Set thing, if it works out. So, Next piece of news, uh, Amy Hennig is back. Um, she's creating another Star Wars game with Skydance New Media. This is from the Star Wars blog. A new Star Wars adventure is on the way from one of gaming's most acclaimed creators. Skydance New Media today announced a collaboration with Lucasfilm Games to develop and produce a narrative-driven action-adventure game featuring an original story in the Star Wars galaxy. Helming Skydance New Media is award-winning writer and director Amy Hennig, a game industry legend whose credits include blockbuster series Legacy of Kane, Jack and Dexter, and Uncharted. Quote, I've often described how seeing Star Wars in 1977 essentially rewired my 12-year-old brain, shaping my creative life and future indelibly. Indelibly. I'm elated to be working with Lucasfilm Games again to tell interactive stories in this ga- galaxy that I love. We couldn't be more thrilled to be working again with Amy. Wait, hang on. This is a different quote. This is from 
Douglas Riley, Vice President of Lucasfilm Games. We couldn't be more thrilled to be working again with Amy. She and the Skydance new media team have the talent and the ambition to create a unique Star Wars adventure. Their vision for making narrative-driven and engaging interactive entertainment makes this collaboration very exciting. We're working hard with our team of experienced and talented developers, and we're looking forward to sharing more with Star Wars fans when the time is right. She's back with Star She's Wars. Back. Yeah, was it was what was the last thing she was working on? Was it the 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 Boba Fett game or was it something else? It was something else. Uh, okay. It was Ragtag, is what it was. Um, we saw Ragtag. some footage of it of like uh, of a of a um, Han oh, yeah, Solo esque smuggler leaning up against a doorway and then walking out into a street. Yes, I remember that. It was all like tattooing or something like that. Yeah, and it looked really cool. For like literally four seconds of, of somebody walking down a, a Star Wars street. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but then like after that footage happened, it all like all of the EA stuff where EA has uh, put out how many Star Wars games now, Chris? I don't know, like how many three, are there? four. Yes. Yeah. There's Battlefront 1, Battlefront 2. two there's uh, Jedi Fallen Order and uh, Squadrons. Yep. Four. They put out four, four Star Wars games in about like since they put out the, the three movies, um, the the of the Skywalker saga, like the 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 sequel trilogy. So like, yeah, and then like right around then they canceled. Um, right after they like showed kind of that footage and stuff, like they they started like canceling a bunch of Star Wars games, including Ragtag. And then shortly after they they canceled that game. Amy left the studio and then started up the uh, the games division of Skydance, which is what this, this the studio is that she's at now. It's like she you know uh, went over there and, and started you know, doing that. And uh, now Star Wars, um, having I somehow gotten you know out of their their agreement with uh, with EA slightly early is what it seemed um, as far as like their exclusivity deal goes. And now they're back making a game with Amy. Yeah. I am I'm happy that, that like that team or like Amy in particular is able to like kind of come back at this and make another game specifically because she spent like four years, five years after Uncharted, after she left like the Uncharted team over at EA making trying to make that Star Wars game and uh, to finally now kind of come back to the Star Wars world and like be like be able to make it on her own terms is going to be uh, I feel like that's that's a I'm very happy that that she's able to do that. The creative team is able to do that. So, all right. The last piece of news is, uh, something that Cody's going to tell us about. It's the, uh, what was it called? Meta, Meta something. Yeah. It's the, uh, the meta games showcase. You mean the Oculus games showcase meta quest? Yeah. So like Oculus quest, the VR headset, well, quest two is now called meta quest because Facebook, was trying to run away from their past sins and changed their <laughs> name to Meta. <laughs> so Zuckerberg told us that they're coming out with a Ghostbusters game. That looks kind of cool. Like first person. Well, they're VR, so most of them are first person. Dude, I'm down with vacuuming up some ghosts, you know? You get the bus ghosts. It looks like multiplayer, too. That's cool. Ooh. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be like Phasmophobia-esque, like a more polished... Mm. version but you actually get to fight i guess that's not very phasmophobia because you can actually fight the ghosts if you're a ghostbuster and phasmophobia they just kill me uh, <laughs> they just dropped a new mode for resident evil 4 on vr the mercenaries mode cool is that a multiplayer uh, mode? i think so yeah online leaderboards yep yep they came out with they're coming out with Among Us VR. Cool, cool. Okay. So they're coming out with a game called Bone Lab, which is based on Boneworks, which is a PC VR title. Nice. I guess kind of reduced. It's a new story just for the Ocul well, the Meta Quest. Mm. <laughs> Are these all exclusive to the Quest? I think so. Okay. Let me see. So 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 it's not called so you're legitimately like it's not called Oculus anymore either. It's called it's Meta. Just, yeah. Yeah. They changed the Facebook and okay. They changed everything. Chris. So Zuck Zuckerberg's gonna come into my home and take this VR headset back <laughs> and replace it with and a MetaQuest. <laughs> we can't have no longer have any of these brands. They're coming out with uh Cities VR, 
Which is that city building game. Oh, yeah, my it's gosh. Like city that would take, oh, my gosh. Man, if you could walk through your city. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Dude, and if you could float over it, like, like hover over the, like, over the, like, look down upon it and, like, walk through it, that'd be great. Like, like, like you're, you know, Godzilla or something. They're coming out of the game, like, I'm not super interested in football games, but when I saw, like, the preview for this, I thought it was a weird concept that nobody, I hadn't seen done before. One of my friends told me they have done this, but, like, it's a first-person, like, quarterback game. So, like... That's cool. You play the quarterback, you're, like, you pick out plays and stuff, and then you, like, throw the ball. Like, I don't know how running it in works. Yeah. (laughs) I want to do that. a lot of... Could be a lot of accidents in the future here. <laughs> Run it into the wall yeah. of your living room. <laughs> that but, sounds uh, amazing, that's called, actually. They call that's called a NFL Pro Era. So I want to play that. Then Moss Book Two, which is like Moss is a game where you're a little mouse. Yep. Little little platformer. It's the one that got me to get like the Oculus Quest because nice. I thought it was so cool. Like you're basically helping a little mouse. You control the mouse like a normal platformer with the controller, but then you can like you're like a giant god ghost thing and you can move things in the game or like help with puzzles. You can like look around the levels in different angles. So it's like a like a so little like terrarium or like a uh, like a like a, a storybook that you're like reaching into. Yes, that's a good way to that's a good way to put it, like a little terrarium. I that's not a, a game genre that I thought would be awesome in VR, but it yeah, is that sounds, like platformers. That sounds real cool. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Like being able to like look around it and like you know solve puzzles that way would be very cool. It's like a little diorama that you just peek into. I mean, I want to help help the little mouse buddy. You know, is that all from the uh, from the old Oculus slash Meta Quest showcase? Uh, more Beat Saber tracks, I guess. Nice. That's that's awesome. But who cares about that? I don't care about that. Eventually, I'll get a VR. Eventually, we'll probably all have VR. But uh, it'll think, be required. It'll be. Do you yes, think? By... Like, do you think that VR is still on that track? I feel like everyone always talks about like, oh, it's gonna blow up soon. It's gonna blow up soon, and then people have been doing that for decades. You know, for like two decades. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like they're not. There's not gonna be like a, a switch where it's just like I think people make that mistake with technology where they're like, this is gonna blow up, and technology yeah. is not usually ever really like that. There's like I mean, usually phones. a pretty like steady what? I mean like iPhone, you know, kind of was. Like but not really. Stuff. Like it took it took years for that to gain, gain yeah. you know, dominance and it was a mm. slow ramp up. Like yes, mm. it came out of nowhere and seemed like a giant jump in technology, but like in terms of adoption rate, it was a lot mm. slower. Good call. Yeah, I remember my friends getting like an iPhone and I was like, "What is that? I don't understand. I have a laptop and a cell phone already, so right. I don't I don't need that." I don't need that. I have a and Palm look Pilot. At me now. <laughs> yeah, I've got a Palm Pilot. <laughs> Why would I ever scheduled. need your stupid iPhone? I've got a planner and a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I have everything individually. Why would I ever want them all together in one? I do. Yeah, you're right. It was the iPhone 3G where things like started really kind of taking off. It was like a, the third generation yeah. of iPhone. Oh, and, and that was because of the, the cellular connectivity. It wasn't just like... You know, like it was, it was a lot faster. It actually became, started becoming functional in a different way. But it, they always kind of have this, like, you know, kind of like slower. I mean, you think about like uh, HD TVs. You know, like mm-hmm. good call. Yeah, it it took forever for for people to adopt that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I don't, I don't know if VR is ever going to like overtake traditional like flat screen gaming. Yeah, because it's just like. I hardly beat, uh, boot up the uh, VR headset, but I turn on the Xbox like all the time. It's just a lot more like going. You have to put it on. You have to like clear the area. I, I talked. I've talked about it on the show before, but like to me, what I think it's going to take is some company who decides to be really bold with what they do with it. Meaning, you can go watch. You know, sit in the stands at a Yankee game from your couch. And watch a baseball game happen, or you can like you can watch you know Justin Bieber perform at the Coliseum in L.A. from your living room. Like people start have like they need to start like putting you know you could be at Bonnaroo without being a Bonnaroo like it happened to like, freaking spend all weekend sleeping in tents in the mud with the mosquitoes you know like I was about to say that has that's like air conditioning <laughs> that sounds awesome I know. <laughs> 
concert so, like, that, like that with air that's conditioning? the kind of stuff that like are gonna have to start being offered before mass adoption like otherwise there's not really a way or a reason to to do it unless you are a gamer and you know you have probably if you're a gamer it's not gonna be your primary console so it's gonna be like a secondary spend so mm-hmm. you're like a gamer who has enough expendable income to buy a second type of gaming experience console um but i can see a world in which all those things are available and we do have vr headsets maybe probably multiple vr headsets in each household like that's totally a future that could happen it's just going to take a different level of of entertainment offering on those platforms for it to happen facebook is trying to push the office uses of it and i think i don't care about that <laughs> like, it's, well it's it's funny like i have a i have a so i have a friend who like he's been using his oculus uh to mix but like in like you can choose like your desk environment can change you're like you know it's still you still see see quote unquote your monitors but you're yeah. but well the desk that you're sitting at and the room that you're in changes you can have a beach behind you and you're just basically sitting in this like three-walled sitcom kind of apartment with a beach behind you like crazy stuff i i'm with you i'm like i don't know outside of the the um just the curiosity of it and like i don't know what the extreme use is you can have like multiple monitors up or like infinite like that don't actually exist yeah that don't actually exist and you can have pretty good clarity with it but the VR headsets are going to have to become like glasses size and weight because mm-hmm. nobody's no going to boundaries. Yeah, nobody's going to want to like yeah, nobody's going to want to like work 8 hours with a VR headset on. Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that, about I think about like the weight of it um like it would be like even like mixing like in I guess if you mixed in headphones, like if that's your primary way, but like as somebody who, you know, I mix on speakers. It's like if I have something on my face, that affects the sound, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, give me something that's glasses where it's like, this is just really minimal. Maybe, you know, maybe something like it would, it would be, it would be cool to do that. But like, as far as like the, how, how bulky most headsets are, it does seem like that would affect, you know, if you're using something like speakers in the real world, like that would be, it would be a bit of a problem. But then again, they're probably using, uh, using the headphones and like head tracking. And like, so if you turn to the side, it truly does sound like your speakers are still over on the other side or whatever. So, um, that stuff is, is fascinating. I actually have a couple programs that, that do that and they do sound like you're in a different room whenever you're in those, uh, headphones environments. But I don't know. It's, it's a, it's very interesting. I, I you know, like you said, I, it's it's a curiosity to me. Like yeah, they will get smaller, though. There there might be a point where like the convenience will be. It's like oh, I don't have to lug three monitors around to do my office setup. Maybe I just have these like Ray Bans that I put on, and that's it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I could see that yeah, happening that'd in be the great. future. They'll get smaller with higher resolution. Like they're already doing that. You know, more portable that kind of thing. Apple's probably going to come out with a VR headset in the next couple of years. I mean, I kind of, I hope that they do. I hope that this is the thing right now, the standard is Oculus and they don't really have a good reason to innovate because there's not really that much competition. So like we need, yeah. we need someone, someone like Apple, someone like Microsoft, you know, to like, yeah. you know, get into the VR game to kind of push that forward. So ByteDance is ByteDance owns TikTok, mm. and they are pushing this Pico Neo headset which is like almost a clone of like the Quest 2, maybe a little bit better. Nice. It looks a lot like it, but uh, they're pushing that hard in Europe soon. Mm, that's wild. Super interesting. Well, we'll see what happens with VR, and if it blows up, we'll be here to talk about it. That's the news. All right, guys, we're going to talk about Sonic and the DLC and how terrible it is. So... <laughs> <laughs> the rollout plan is a disaster. So, so, first of all, the premise of this, I mean, it's, it, they're basically re-releasing the same games they've re-released for years in a different package. There's nothing new about this, right? It's just remastered for 4K. 
The only thing new is, uh, so they're, they're quote-unquote remastered, which, again, like you said, like they've been remastered before by M- M2, I think is the name? Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic uh, and Knuckles. Uh, isn't Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles? That's what it is, Yeah, right? Sonic 3 no, so- and Sonic Knuckles 3 is, is not... Well, they keep... Sonic 3 is not okay. Sonic and well, Knuckles. Okay, well, then I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, this is what... The, I'm just going to read you what or tell you what they say they're releasing. Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles. Okay. So oh, it was basically like... Wasn't it one of those weird cartridges where you had to get the and Knuckles into each thing other? and you plug it into it? I had it and I loved it. Yeah, and if you plugged... You could plug in like Sonic 2. Maybe Sonic 1, I didn't have Sonic 1. But you could play as Knuckles in Sonic 2. So apparently this is just Sonic 3 and Knuckles. So Knuckles is not in Sonic 1 or Sonic 2 in this uh, I collection. I think you can play yeah. in all of them. I think you select your character yeah. at the beginning is what it looked like to me on yeah, the Yeah, Sonic the 3 plan. you probably put... Yeah, you. Maybe, there were cartridges that stacked on yeah. top of each other. Well, maybe they're saying then Sonic 1 and Knuckles, Sonic 2 and Knuckles, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. They're just adding the end Knuckles at the end of Sonic 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> yeah, 1, okay. 2, and 3 and Knuckles. Um, and, then there's just, and, then, and then Sonic CD is the other one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. putting them all in one game. But what's the Super, point of this? So there are. So the only other thing new that I wanted to say was there are anime cuts, like kind of uh, animated cutscenes, like uh, the intro to Sonic Mania. Remember that cool like intro to Sonic Mania? Yeah. Um, I saw some of the uh, the the cool like where it's like, oh yeah, it looks like they're kind of pieced into the other games where like whenever he fights Eggman at the end of each one or something like that, there's gonna be some sort of a cutscene. Mm. Um, and so that's new, um, but that's about it. Yeah, they they have some. Uh, they have like all of the music. Like it's going to be kind of like one of those like, hey, you can you can just inherently listen to all of the music from any of these games. And there's like some some of the we'll go through it in a second about like some of the additional DLC content that is a pre-order bonus or something like that where you can listen to additional music that's not one of these four games or whatever. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's uh. It's a bit of a mess, Chris. So this this game in general is basically, yeah, it's just a re-release of, of four of their games. And they're fantastic games. I've been playing through them on my 3DS, uh, and those ports are fantastic. So they're going to be great, but they are old games. So, you know, take that, take that however you will. So the Sonic movie just came out. Mm. So they're, time, they're kind of timing it with that, probably like... Release the only good Sonic games. <laughs> all right, so here you go. So if from my Cy- Sonic Encyclopedia, which goes through all of the different Sonic games, um, I pulled up the Sonic and Knuckles. Encyclopedia? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles uh, uh, entry. And it says, the quote-unquote sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is actually content that was cut for time and space. Single players take on the role of Sonic or Knuckles, each of whom takes a different path through the same zones of Sonic 3. Uh, the game lacks the save feature and competitive mode of its predecessor. However, this could be rectified using another of the game's unique features. The cartridge has a flip-up top that allows you to plug any other Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive cartridge into it. Combining Sonic the Hedgehog 3 with Sonic and Knuckles gives you the complete experience. You can now play uh, and create a save file as Knuckles, play through all 14 zones, and seek out the Super Emeralds. These massive gems transformed Sonic and Knuckles into Hypersonic and Hyper Knuckles, and Tails into Super Tails. So, yeah. So, Hypersonic is faster than Supersonic, if you were uh, if you were wondering. So that makes me question levels. whether or not like you could play as, as Knuckles in Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. Yeah, that's a good question. You could. You could. In Sonic 2, at least. Okay. Because I had Sonic 2, and I had Sonic and Knuckles. I did not have Sonic 3. I didn't know that I was getting the thrown away episode, the thrown away like levels from Sonic 3 on my <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles. I'll be filing a complaint with my parents later tonight. <laughs> but, um... Okay, so yeah, here you go. Plugging John, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 into the cartridge allows you to play through the game as Knuckles. Unique, his unique climbing ability lets him find hidden goodies, uh, but the gameplay is otherwise the same. What about Any Sonic other 1? Sega? What was that? What about Sonic One? Uh, it doesn't say, but it says any other Sega certified game cartridge will give you a screen where Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Doctor Eggman proclaim "No way!" 
You can also play numerous Blue Sphere special stages, some of which are accessible via a 16-digit code. So um, it doesn't say anything in the book, in the Encyclopedia, about Sonic the Hedgehog 1 with Sonic and Knuckles. But um, I would anticipate you probably could play as Knuckles in, in Sonic the Hedgehog 1 if they, you know, just patch it in. So I feel like you couldn't. There's no way to know. No, can't we'll never know. <laughs> never no. know. Can't can't do a Google. It's not in the Encyclopedia <laughs> that John just had like in arm's reach <laughs> from his desk. He's like, <laughs> I don't think he prepared. I think he just no. knew where it was. <laughs> I I sent it over like there. He's and always then, reading it. He's <laughs> whenever I export files and I have to wait for a while, I'll literally just like pick it up and read an entry in it. So. <laughs> It's a coffee table book. It's it's literally like sitting right over there on like my coffee table. All right. So uh, Sonic Origins is going to collect all those now that we've kind of halfway clarified what's going on. Um, okay. This is what's going on. Like also, t- so yesterday uh, Sega released details about how Sonic Origins and what you could get in each edition. They have now updated it today to try to make it less confusing, but there's still a chart, and they tell you what's in the standard edition, the start dash pack, the premium fun pack, the classic music pack, and then the digital deluxe edition. They have clarified that with the digital deluxe edition, if you pre-order the digital deluxe edition, you can actually get everything in the game. You just have to pre-order it, or else you don't get any of it. Well, you get some of it. You don't get most of it. Um, so in the let's just run it down. In the standard edition, you get the main game. That's it. That, that's it. It's just one check mark. Yep. If you pre-order the game, you get 100 bonus coins, mirror mode, and a letterbox background. Okay. What are the 100 bonus coins? I don't, yeah, what do those know. do? Is it just a cheat? Like you, I'm sure. I mean, it could be like one of those scenarios. Do you remember uh, what was that um, bicycle game where you would like go off all these ramps and stuff like that? Um, Dave Mira's uh, BMX Racer. No. Yeah, that's all I can. That was think pretty of. good though. It's a great that game. That's a great one. No, it's like it's something. Fr- There's like something Frontiers. Like it was like all these like trick ramps and stuff like that. Anyway, they had a, all these. Co- you had to un- unlock in-game items. But what in the world kind of in-game items would you be unlocking in this game? Maybe the yeah, soundtrack. I think if you get hundred points, you you just get another life. So do you start with an extra life? <laughs> no. Is yeah. this a is this a pay to win Sonic? Is this yeah? Is this a Sonic where you basically start with four lives that, instead of three? Your guess Sonic? is as good as mine. Uh, yeah. So then the, the premium fun pack, okay? Premium fun pack starts with you have access to hard missions, letterbox background, which is also in the pre order. Character animation in the main menu. <laughs> Camera controls over the main menu islands. Okay. Character animations during music islands, which I guess you can just listen to the music. Otherwise, the characters just stand there, maybe. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, that's what's in the premium fun pack. So who's buying this? I don't know, dude. Like, who's who's... <laughs> Who wants the Sonic waving his finger animation? I don't know. Like, they're paying extra for that. Listen, what's in also, what it is. Why listen would you remove in, it? <laughs> listen what's in the kit. Yeah. There's also a DLC called the Classic Music Pack, and it has additional music tracks from Mega Drive Genesis titles. So, like, Sonic, like, the 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 other versions of the Sonic game. So, I talked no, about maybe. a couple weeks ago it's, how the Game Gear and, and the Mega Drive versions were basically completely different games um, developed simultaneously. And so, yeah, yeah, they're just, like, the Sonic 1, 2, Are we three. sure? It sounds like the way that they word it, it could be, like, Vector Man. Oh! I mean, that, yeah. that would be that would be wild. <laughs> Just completely other Sega games. Yeah, maybe. If you pre-order, however, the digital deluxe edition, you get everything. The main game. You you have to pre-order it. Yeah, main game. 100 bonus coins. Mirror mode. Hard missions. Letterbox background. Character animation in the main menu. Camera controls in the main menu. Character animations during Music Islands. Additional music from Mega Drive Genesis titles. You get everything if you pre-order the digital deluxe edition. For a grand total of five different options on how you could purchase this game 
Okay. Wild. Um, it's out of control. What's the difference in the pricing between the different uh, versions? That's a good question. Because, like, um, are we, like... I don't know. It's just, like, this. it seems like this is just such small... Like, why would you remove the animation so you could sell them separately? Why would you remove the... Like, make things pre-order bonuses that don't need to be pre-order bonuses. I don't know. It seems, seems ridiculous. I mean, that's the point. That's, the, that's why it's so stupid. But like, how much is it? Because, dumb. like, if it's, if it's, like, $4 ridiculous or, like, $2 ridiculous, that's different than if it's, like, $20 ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Right. How much for just camera controls on the main menu? That's all I'm interested <laughs> in. Let's <laughs> piecemeal it Not even, even the further. game. I just want the main menu with some camera controls. Camera controls. I want the islands. Can I get only the rings? Only the hundred rings. <laughs> Only the rings. The rings and the music is all I want. So I did some research. It looks like uh, the the coins are for a museum mode, like that you will be able to like unlock different uh, main menu themes and things like that. Like so, you can get like a Sonic Spinball uh, main menu theme for like okay. the in-game like earned coins. Um, yeah. Okay, so the two things you can actually buy right now, because the DLC is not available yet, okay. but the the standard edition is thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, cool, forty bucks. And the digital deluxe edition, w- with everything, is forty four ninety nine. So it is only so $5. five dollars more. Why would they do this for five dollars extra? I don't get it, dude. Like, just put it all in the game. <laughs> so stupid. Here's the stupidest thing out of all of it. I'm probably going to buy this game. Yeah, <laughs> same. I'm probably going to buy the highest version and pre-order it. Yeah. So so are you just going to go to the Chemical Zone 2 theme music island and just be pumping it? Yeah, and like, constantly. You're just, you're just dancing in your living room like, I'm so glad I bought this digital music. Yeah, I'm going to start using for it for Sonic. workout music every morning. Yeah, and that chemical uh, plant zone, it, like that song, is so good. If anybody hasn't heard that song, go listen to it. There's also on Sonic Mania, the remix of that song is really good too. So that is a good song. It's a jam. Um, Chris, it also looks like I did the other research about Knuckles. You can even play as Sonic, Knuckles, or Tails in any game. Yes, that means you can play as Knuckles in Sonic One. Uh, as you weren't able to do before. Uh, classic mode allows you to play the games as they were back in the day. However, an anniversary mode in full, includes full screen gameplay and infinite lives. It's awesome. You do get widescreen though, right? Like that's one of the big things. It's a letterbox yeah. mode, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you see more of the level yeah. than you would have seen normally. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I like that idea. And then Sonic games kind of need that a lot of times because you get going super fast. Oh, it's a jam. Oh, that bass. <laughs> like 90s. Dude, the break in this song where it like detunes. It's so good. 90s kids themes. <sighs> like the Power Rangers theme. Oh, like yeah. everything had just like had awesome awesome music it was either like super funky or wicked like eddie van halen style guitar in everything for kids in the 90s <laughs> That's true. Just straight up attitude yeah, attitude like, man yeah um but yeah so so yeah full screen gameplay uh, you kind of need that whenever you're playing a sonic game sometimes because you like you get running super fast and those spikes come at you you know if you can see them a little bit early you know that'd be that'd be nice yeah I don't know. Like, this is the thing. I am just 100% not for people making their games complicated. Stupid. And, I like, nothing gives me more anxiety than whenever, like, I'm looking through, like, the Xbox store or, like, something like that. And I'm like, there's 12 different versions of this. I can't mm. figure out, like, which ones. Like, it reminds me of, and people were comparing it to this online, but it reminds me of, like, Mortal Kombat, where there's, like, there's this version. This There's, like, three different versions. And then there's, like, character packs. But certain character packs don't have all the characters in it. And then, like... It's, it's, I'm like, I'm like, just tell me which one is the one. Like, I just want to know the one that has the stuff in it that I want to play. That's the, it. The, the, the ridiculous thing for me about this one is that this is supposed to be like the definitive edition of classic games, of four classic games. And now there's like a definitive of the definitive edition, you yeah. know? 
Yeah. And not only that, you have to pre-order in order to get it's, everything. It's like all the different versions of Blade Runner. Which was the right one? No idea. No way to know. No way to tell. Yeah, no, dude, I don't even know which one I've ever seen. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. um, no one knows. The like just removing some character animations and locking them behind a pre-order bonus is like so strange. And I feel like the a- person who animated those like animations has got to be furious. Where <laughs> it's like I spent a ton of time making Sonic do cool things on the main menu to be locked behind a pre-order bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll find out it was that guy all along. <laughs> he was like, "He's up for it." I demand an extra five dollars per game licensing fee for my animations. Oh my goodness! And it's all his fault. The whole thing's his fault. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, if you're a game developer out there and you're listening to this, please never do this to your game. It's ridiculous and stupid, and I will only buy it if it involves Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> because I can't resist him. <laughs> so you're saying the Sega's the only one that can get away with it? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, I feel like that for Mario, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like there's only there's only a few games that I would trudge through this much mental gymnastics to try to figure out, and it's Sonic. The uh, it's funny. The Devolver Digital uh, released their own thing for like one of their upcoming games, uh, the, uh, and uh, and it basically was just like every version had every check mark or whatever. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! All right, well, Cody, thanks for being on the show this week. Oh, thank you. So much fun. Uh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at Chris Wright two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. And the, wherever you can maybe meet Cody on a random street corner and <laughs> don't don't do that. Go up to every single person you see and ask them, "Are you Cody?" Yeah, they're gonna be like at least six eight though. Just so <laughs> only look at people above six eight. Wait, did you yeah. go up another two inches? Yeah, <laughs> he's going through a growth spurt, man. You just can't control this stuff. It's that mid thirties growth spurt. You'll hit it one day, John. <laughs> It's real surprising when it happens to <laughs> It happens over the course of like an hour. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. And you can find us at Stay in Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about it. About us. We, just tell your friends about it. Whatever it is, tell them about it. <laughs> tell them about it. <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.